One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods. For 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. She was the people's princess. We shall fight on the beaches. Oh, wait, man. These are the things that made England. We shall fight on the landing ground. These are the things that made I England. I have a body, but of a weak and evil woman. These are the things that made England. And the king of England, too. These are the things that made England. Cry God for Harry! And these are the things that made England. England! And St. George! These are the things that made England. Hello and Merry Christmas. It's Royfield without David. We thought we'd give you an episode about songs that remind you of good old England. So, we asked you on Facebook to nominate your most English of ditties. So, as you pull your crackers, we'll give you some songs that made England. Michael Will on our Facebook group said Vindaloo. Now, Vindaloo is a song by the English band Fat Les. The song was co written by Blur's bassist. And they'll be making another appearance on this show.、Uh, Blur's bassist Alex James and the part time Pink Floyd bassist Gary Pratt. It was released as a single in 1998 and was recorded for the World Cup. The song is a parody of football chants and is somewhat of a cult classic. Much of the song consists of the phrase na na na, and we all like Vindaloo. We're England and we're gonna score one more than you. Now, all of that could have been written by the bard himself, I hear you say. Now, the song's name comes from that most English of dishes, 
Vindaloo, a curry that along with tikka masala and of course fish and chips now ranks as the nation's favourite dishes. There is a bellicosity to Vindaloo, it's in your face and has the aroma of sweat and beer and a good old punch up. It's about as English as you can get. Back to Facebook, Alison Mary Hebben remembered singing Jerusalem on a coach to a hotel after a Czech English wedding. It's incredibly anthemic, i.e. you sing it whilst pissed and in a crowd. There have been numerous attempts, starting with the bead, to connect English history with the scriptures. And this is just one of those. Now Mary Little also plumped for Jerusalem. She says it's a national anthem. Oh, to have our own. It can only be Jerusalem. Feet in ancient time is a poem by William Blake. The poem was printed in 1808 and is best known as the hymn Jerusalem. The music came much later in 1916 and it was penned by Sir Hubert Perry. Now, if Vindaloo is all about the white working class, Jerusalem sees our middle class brethren singing it at the top of their lungs at the proms. And of course, Jerusalem was inspired by the story that a young Jesus, accompanied by Joseph of Arimathea, who was a tin merchant, travelled to what was to become England and actually visited Glastonbury. Now, of course, that's all hokum, but there is somewhat of a long tradition that claims that Jesus was practically English in these parts. Back to Facebook, William Pendleton says it seems a little bit odd that Jerusalem seems to retain its popularity even though the English are not that religious anymore. Or maybe people just like singing about dark satanic mills. One David Crowther countered by saying, William, what he likes about it is the line about the green and pleasant land. There's a long running debate on our Facebook pages of this podcast that goes a little bit like this. I'm English, this thing reminds me of England and I'm American, this is what I think of when I think of England. Now, in American eyes, you can't get more English than the Beatles, other than maybe the Queen. The British invasion was a cultural phenomenon of the mid-1960s, when rock and pop music acts, and let's be honest folks, they were English groups, became popular in the United States. Groups such as the Beatles, the Dave Clark Five, the Kinks, etc, etc, were at the forefront of this cultural invasion that changed world popular music forever. I think you'll understand When I 
The date of the English invasion of America was Sunday, February the 9th, when the Fab Four appeared on The Ed Sullivan Show. An estimated 45% of the US television viewers that night saw their appearance. When they played, I Wanna Hold Your Hand. Stephen Bowden wrote on the Facebook page, I vow to thee my country deserves a place on any such list of English anthems. I think those emphasis on sacrifice must have felt hollow even when it was written three years after the end of the First World War. The origin of the hymns text is a poem by the diplomat Sir Cecil Spring Rice. It was written in 1908 and it was entitled Urbis Day, City of God rather good film actually which came out a few years ago with the same title but anyway the poem describes how a christian owes his loyalties both to his homeland and the heavenly kingdom circulated widely until it was set to music by Holst to a tune adapted from Jupiter to fit the words of the poem. It performed as a unison song with an orchestra and it had its first airing in the 1920s. It's stirring stuff indeed. Another song that became a national hymn of sorts around that time was Abide With Me. It was nominated by one David Crowther on the Facebook group. Abide With Me is a Christian hymn by the Scottish Anglican Henry Francis Light and is most often sung to English composer William Henry Monk's tune, Eventide. It was written in Crossabeg, Wexford, Ireland, and Light wrote the poem in 1847 and set it to music while he lay dying from the most English of conditions, tuberculosis. Writing it and having TB knackered the poor guy as he was dead three weeks after its completion. Ever since the 1927 FA Cup final, which was held between Arsenal and Cardiff, the first and last verses of the hymn have been traditionally sung at every final at Wembley.
It's a song that perfectly encapsulates the intersection of football and church. And maybe this should come as no surprise as for 300 plus years there's been no English state and very few English institutions other than its football team and its church. The English, the English, the English are the best. I wouldn't give a tuppence for all of the rest. Now, that sounds like a chant from the terraces, but in fact, it's a line from A Song of Patriotic Prejudice by Flanders and Swan, which was nominated by Patrick Adams. England hasn't really got a national song. The rule is, if we've done anything good, it's another triumph for Great Britain. And if we haven't, it's England loses again. <laughs> Have you noticed that? And the Welsh and the Irish have got songs saying how marvellous they are, making rude remarks about the English in their own languages. In the case of the Welsh, I think this is the pot calling the saucepan vach. <laughs> English national song have we got? Jerusalem. <laughs> now, I think the, um, the reason for this is that um, in the old days, people didn't, we didn't bother in England about nationalism. I mean, nationalism was on its way out. We got pretty well everything we wanted, and we didn't go around saying how marvellous we were. Everybody knew that. But nowadays, nowadays, nationalism is on the up and up, and everybody has a national song. But us Americans have national songs, like My Country Tis of Thee, which they sing to the tune of God Save the Queen, as they say, and which, together with their long-range forecasting of our weather, I find hard to believe. Yes. Well, the moment has come, and none too soon. We have a song here. We have a song here which I think fills this long felt what, and I hope that all true-born English men and women in our audience will join in the last chorus. And if you don't have the good fortune to be English, true-born, or a man or a woman, I hope, I hope you'll join in as an ordinary mark of simple, decent respect. <laughs> this song starts with, I think, very typical English understatement. The English, the English, the English are best. I wouldn't give talents for all of the rest. The rottenest bits of these islands of ours, we've left in the hands of three unfriendly powers. Examine the Irishman, Welshman or Scot, you'll find he's a stinker as likely as not. Okay, while we are met for a festival, the Scotsman is mean as we're all well aware. And bony and blotchy and covered with hair. He eats salted porridge, he works all the day, and he hasn't got bishops to show him the way. The English, the English, the English are best. I wouldn't give tuppence for all of the rest. Ah, hit me old mother over the head with a shillelagh. Flanders and Swan were a British comedy duo. Lyricist, actor and singer Michael Flanders with composer and pianist Donald Swan collaborated in writing and performing comic songs. Written at a time when there still was an empire but its end was in sight, it displays a kind of jingoism whilst knowing that the gig folks was up. Stephen Bowden wrote, In these times of austerity, I reckon there's a place in our national discourse for hard times of old England. Now, Hard Times of Old England is an 18th century song from the repertoire of the Copper family. National patron saint of England, Billy Bragg, sang Hard Times of Old England retold in 2007 and the Imagined Village's eponymous first album, The Imagined Village. For five generations my family have found By horse and by tractor, by home, by hand 
Heard that once dive off the bank's latest demand Singing all the hard times of old England In old England, very hard Stop. Now I can't make a living out of my crop Singing all the hard times of old England In old England, very hard times It's somewhat surprising that more folk songs didn't make our list. As England shrinks, it's poignant to think of a time when we looked outwards culturally. One of those times was the second British invasion, which hit the United States in the middle of 1982, until round about 1986. Now that term derives from the similar British invasion in the 1960s that we mentioned earlier, but 1982 saw the Human League's Don't You Want Me start a three-week reign at the top of the Hot 100. Hearing British synth-pop of that time is unmistakably a sound of England. culture, a celebration of beer and its crossover with football. It's not by accident that three songs on this show hail from that period. It's a time when the country was optimistic and when ownership of its national game passed from the working class to the prawn sandwich eating middle classes. Though it's not a football anthem, Blur's part life feels very much like one. It also reminds us of that Britpop battle of the mid-90s when Blur duped it out with Oasis. Oh, 
This is a preference for the habitual voyeur of what is known as... A morning suit can be avoided if you take a route straight through what is known as... John's got brewer's fruit, he gets intimidated by the dirty pigeons. They love a bit of him. Who's that gut lord marching? You should cut down on your pork life, mate. Get some exercise. There are very few pop songs about English places. No songs about, say, Manchester, Bradford or Birmingham, the way that the Americans like to sing about being 24 hours from Tulsa, New York, New York, or even their girls from California, or Californian girls. Waterloo Sunset by the Kinks bucks that trend. The song was originally entitled Liverpool Sunset, and in an interview with the Liverpool Echo, Ray Davis explained... Liverpool is my favourite city and the song was originally called Liverpool Sunset as I was inspired by the Mersey Beat. Dirty old river, must you keep rolling, flowing into the night. People so busy, make me feel dizzy, taxi light shines so bright.
60s were a world away from that of the early 80s, when 1 in 10 were unemployed. Marilyn Little nominated Ghost Town by the specials. It's a little place of England set against Thatcher's dream of a deregulated workforce. Facebook, Richard Lyle opted for Always Look on the Brighter Side of Life, a comedy song written by Monty Python member Eric Idle that was first featured in the film Monty Python's Life of Brian. It has gone on to become a common sing-along at public events such as football matches, when your team is getting tonked, or at funerals. Excuse me, but there's been some sort of mistake. Oh, well, we'll sort that out later. Oh, that's a good one, eh? We'll sort it out later, after you've been crucified. <laughs> Typical bloody Romans, eh? Now you can shut up. Or what? I'll have to give up being crucified in the afternoons. <laughs> but I don't want to be crucified. Oh, cheer up, Brian. You know what they say? Some things in life are bad, they can really make you sad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, don't grumble, give a whistle. And this will help things turn out for the best. And always look on the bright side of life. Look on the light side of life If life seems jolly rotten There's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing If you're feeling in the dumps Don't be silly chumps Just purse your lips and whistle That's the thing And always look on the bright side of life Very good Always look on the light side of life For life is quite absurd and death's the final word You must always face the curtain with a bow Forget about your sin, give the audience a grin Enjoy it, it's your last chance anyhow So always look on the bright side of death 
that stiff upper lip in the face of adversity and became immediately popular. The song was sung at the 2012 Summer Olympics closing ceremony and it really sounds like it was born out of the musical tradition of England. And that's somewhat apt as we end with one song that absolutely was. It's Let's All Go Down to the Strand and Have a Banana. You can't get more English than this, folks. Merry Christmas. Oh, wow, what a load of blatant rubbish. I might have forgotten just one song. It's probably the secular song that is the most English of all. It has all the traits that make a good stonking anthem. It's easy to sing, it's about football, and ultimately, it's about continuing failure. I give you Badil and Skinner's Three Lions. We're not creative enough, and we're not positive enough. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming We'll go on getting back, it's on getting back, it's on getting back, it's on getting back, it's coming, football's coming home, it's coming. so sure that England's gonna throw it away, gonna blow it away, but I know they can play, cause I remember three lines on the shirt, Jules Remay still gleaming, 30 years of hurt, never stop me dreaming, so many jokes, so many. Sneers, but all those old 
scored, but we belt in the ball. And I'll be dancing three lines on a shirt. Jules Lemay still gleaming. Thirty years of hurt. Never stop me dreaming. Now, just before I say goodbye, there will be another Things That Made England podcast, which will be released on New Year's Day. It will feature the English tradition of festive ghost stories. That's me, Royfield, saying goodbye. Don't forget, please go onto our Facebook group and go and join if you haven't already. You can also go onto iTunes or a podcatcher of your choice and write us a review. And I would like to take this time on behalf of David and myself to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. 
How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.